0: 1957 UFO CIA file released. That's correct. This file goes back to 1957. Now, why in the world the CIA wants to keep these things secret for 40 to 50 years is beyond my guess, but they're still fun to read. Now, the first one, this sighting actually happened uh, over in the UK, and the first article that I want to look at here uh, describes the sighting itself, and the title of the article is, April 1957, UFO incident. RAF Westfrew, Wigtownshire, Southwest Scotland, UK. And it comes from the website uh, beamsinvestigation.org. org. Now, I don't see a dateline on this article, but I think this goes back possibly to 2007. And the article begins, it says, RAF Westfrew, Fru. Fru Wigtownshire, and then it says during the First World War, the site was a base for naval airships known as the RNAS Loose Bay. The base was was provided with one huge airship hangar. Now I do have a uh, map of this, Google Maps, at the Twitter account, UFO Warning, that's a Twitter at warning sub UFO. You can go there and see that. And I have, a, I have links to the Google Map, and also links to the articles that we're talking about here in the podcast. Now it goes on and says, RAF Westfure opened in 1937 as an armament training camp. During the Second World War, it expanded to include training facilities for for observers, navigators, and bomb aimers and served as a base for the Bombing Trials Unit. The known history of units known at the Westfrau is, and then it has listed October 22nd, 1939, and then it goes through and lists all of them 40, 41, 43, 45. And it goes on down here and begins it says, The Westfrau Incident. In April 1957, while monitoring a test bombing exercise, radar units of the Ministry of Supply Bombing Trials Unit headquartered at RAF Westerfrew, observed the UK's most reported UFO incident. Awaiting a test over Loose Bay from an aircraft, RAE, RAE Farnborough, the civilian operators of the Ministry of Supply were told to turn their sets off due to a delay. One unit at Balskullock near Corswell Point did not receive the signal. They observed a large and solid unidentified echo, an almost stationary object located above the Irish Sea. It remained stationary for 10 minutes at an initial height of 50,000 feet, 20 to 25 miles north of Stranraer. Its height then increased to 70,000 feet. Then it says the Balskuloth unit contacted West Fru air traffic control and informed the controller that there were now several moving targets. These were moving at speeds of thousands of miles per hour, and the echoes were looked look like nothing the radar operator had ever seen before. Wow. So we can gather a couple things from that passage. First off, they were doing these uh, bombing tests. They're probably determining the accuracy of the bombs they were dropping out of here in Loose Bay. And if you look at this uh, on the map, you can see this is on the west side of Scotland. I'm not so good with the Scottish names we're pronouncing here. At any rate, the article tells us that the uh, radar operators get this message from headquarters to take their headsets off. There's been There has been a delay. Huh, how convenient. But one group of guys doesn't get the message and doesn't take their headsets off. Pretty obvious that somebody had already spotted something, and they were trying to uh, contain the encounter. The less people that noticed it, the better, as far as they were concerned. Now, you would have thought that they would recognize that maybe this thing, maybe this thing, uh, posed a danger. But at the same time, I suppose when they've seen this giant object at fifty to seventy thousand feet, moving thousands of miles per hour. But the powers that be knew there was nothing they could do about it anyway, so they might as well keep as many people out of the loop as possible. Unfortunately for them, they didn't keep everybody out of the loop. Some of the radar operators sighted this thing and recorded it. That goes on, it says, Rust West Frew observed the targets, as did the now-switched-on Ardwell unit 14 miles to their south, confirming the observation. You can imagine these guys seeing this thing and they were really shocked and surprised and somebody must have called somebody and they wanted to get some confirmation from another uh, eyewitness, which they did. After 10 minutes, the position began to move northeast at speeds gradually increasing up to 70 miles per hour and at a height of 54,000 feet. A third radar station then confirmed the target and noted that after the radar echo had traveled about 20 miles, it did an impossible sharp turn and proceeded in a southeasterly direction whilst increasing its speed. The third station then tracked four objects at 14,000 feet. Altitude and and 4,000 yards line astern from each other, which was confirmed by Balskalak. The radar operators noted the echoes were much larger than those of normal planes, size being nearer to that of a ship. Now, this isn't the first time we've heard about UFOs the size of ships. That seems to be a frequent description of these things, that they're just enormous. Remember the Japanese pilot we talked about a few podcasts ago, describing the mothership as twice the size of an aircraft carrier. The article says... RAF Intelligence ordered radar stations throughout the UK to be on 24-hour alert. A few days later, civilian operators reported the incident to various newspapers, including the Sunday Dispatch, which published the incident on April 7, 1957. An Air Ministry spokesman declined to make a detailed statement until a full report had been studied by experts, while wing commanders of Walt Whitworth RAF West Furrow Commanding Officer, made an Air Ministry-approved statement. Quote, I had been ordered by the Air Ministry to say nothing about the object. I'm not allowed to reveal its position, course, and speed. From the moment of picking it up, it was well within our area. It was an object of some substance, quite definitely not a freak. No mistake could have been made by the Ministry of Supply, civilians operating the sets. They are fully qualified and experienced officers, unquote. In other words, we saw something big, but we can't tell you how fast it was moving or how big it was. But let it be known that it was real. Questions were asked in Parliament and the Air Ministry were eventually obliged to admit they were unable to explain the incident. As the incident had leaked to the press, internal RAF records were well-preserved, although details of official records are protected by the Official Secrets Act. However, in an RAF RAF meeting minutes document of 1970, Whitworth additionally commented that, After remaining stationary for a short time, the UFO began to rise vertically with no forward movement rising rapidly to approximately 60,000 feet in much less than a minute. Well, let's think about that. If, say, roughly 6,000 feet in a minute is 60 mile an hour, and he's traveling 6,000 feet, 60,000 feet, 10 times that, you know, we're looking at something going straight up in the air, 600 mile an hour. That's about the speed of sound. That's Quite fast. That's almost as fast as that's what you expect maybe from from the beginning launch of a rocket. Wow! It says after remaining stationary for a short time, the UFO began to rise vertically with no forward movement, rising rapidly to approximately sixty thousand feet in much less than a minute. The UFO then began to move in an easterly direction, slowly at first, but later accelerating very fast and traveling toward Newton-Stewart, losing height on the way. Suddenly, the UFO turned to the southwest, picking up speed to 240 mph. As it moved toward the Isle of Man, it was at this stage that the radar signals became contradictory. Balskalock. Tracked a single object at high altitude while Ardwell picked up what appeared to be four separate objects moving line astern behind each other at a height of 14,000 feet. As the echoes disappeared, all three radars fleetingly traced the four smaller UFOs trailing behind the larger object. The UFO had been tracked for 36 minutes. Well, you know, we can. We can pick out a couple things here. First off, something the size of a ship is not going to be able to stay airborne moving at 70 mile an hour. I mean, even a small airplane, like a I don't know, like what a four-passenger Cessna, I think it's got to keep what around 90 to 100 mile an hour just to stay in the air. So this thing has some really uh, interesting properties about it. And then we see that it picks up the 240 mile per hour. Well, still something larger than a than a than a navy ship. 240 miles an hour. It's probably not going to be able to stay airborne. And then we see how this thing just seems to spawn these four other smaller craft behind it. Something that we see over and over again in these in these encounters where people see uh, the mothership with the little baby ships floating around it. Just this is just kind of what happened with with uh, the Jap- Japanese. Uh, pilot over Alaska they were talking about. He sees this. First they see the small ships, then they see the big ship. It goes on, it says the station was also used during the summer of 1957 to house airmen deployed on Operation Hard Rock, which was the name given to establishing a rocket training station on the island of Herta in the St. Kilda Archipelago. Airmen were driven daily to Carrion military Post, port and those Destined for Saint Kaledo, were shipped to shipped out on M.K. Eight LST's landing ship tank, and then of course it has a picture here of the base. If you want to go to um, the Twitter feed and look at it there. Now that's a description of what happened. Now I want to go back and look at a couple accounts here of how the CIA plays into this, and this this article here just came out. July twentieth, that's today, and I found it on I believe it's znews.india.com The title is Declassified CIA X Files kept secret for over 40 years. Reveals UFOs circled above Scottish Town in the late 50s. Now we get into this and this is their this is this is their perspective of it, it says Newly released documents by the United States Central Intelligence Agency report a mysterious incident when Radar Post tracked a UFO which dove and circled around 60,000 and 14,000 feet above Scottish soil. The sighting of the UFO dated back to late 50s. The close encounter was described by Wing Commander W.P. Whitworth, based in Scotland, as quite definitely this was no freak It was an object of some substance and no mistake could have been made. That's what we just covered in that last article. It says, they say their report concludes, on the basis of the evidence in this report, NICAP has concluded that UFOs are real and that they appear to be intelligently controlled. We believe that it is a reasonable hypothesis that UFOs, beyond those explainable conventional objects or phenomena, are manifestations of an extraterrestrial life. The X film, however, suggested that evidence was too sketchy to suggest what aliens look like. And then it says, well, I just want to interject here. Now, the, the interesting thing about this is this is from back in 1957, of course, and they're still thinking in terms of a physical, a, a, a physical race of aliens, kind of like humans, only from another planet. You can see their mindset is still very much rooted into the whole Newtonian physics. Uh, Everything has to be explainable. Uh, The math has to work. So if we're seeing something, it has to be from another place like Earth just a long ways away. Compare that today where more and more people are beginning to understand that these things are quite likely interdimensional, and, and we even see that with NASA's research where they talk about parallel universes. So these things are probably a lot more complicated than just a bunch of other creatures who happened to got, get on a ship and came to Earth. That seems like a very simplistic way to look at this compared at what is much more likely that these things are some type of interdimensional creature. It says, the 186-page document, which has been released by the CIA, was kept in closed file for almost 40 years. Apart from UFO sighting, the document was also included psychic powers and Cold War espionage over decades of spy games. Lecturer in Intelligence and International Security at the University of Glasgow, Damien Van Puvied, by it, I can't, told The Daily Record, the references reflect the global scope of CIA activities and the evolution of its interest, from the assessments of the Soviet economy to public perception of Vietnam or abroad to perceived communist influence in Latin America to the rise of the terrorist threat and the more eccentric issues like UFOs and I, th- it's, I think it's misspelled. I think they're trying to say psychics. It looks like it says physicists. All of these can be linked to the broader context of the Cold War. Some of the weirdest records relate to the controversial Stargate program, which has long fascinated conspiracy theorists. The shadowy work was widely credited for influencing the 2009 movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats, starring George Clooney and Evan McGregor. In the film, U.S. Special Forces' attempt to harness paranormal powers as a weapon by trying to explode the heart's of animals just by looking at them. Then it goes on, it says, In the 1980s, the CIA took an interest in the work of leading Edinburgh University parapsychologist Deborah Deloney. She exposed a bright and very affable 17-year-old self-proclaimed metal bender called Tim as a fake in 1983 and 84. Den report reads, Tim claimed to have started bending metals, mostly cutlery, at the age of four and to have been doing it so ever since. And then it goes on, and it Kind of, the problem I have with some of these articles. They just kind of tend to obfuscate a little bit, and they're they're kind of uh, telling us, yes, this 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 uh, this sighting in the UK uh, had been classified as classified by the CA because they had a strong interest in it, and then after they give us a little bit of information, they wander off into something else, almost as if they're trying to debunk the thing a little bit. Now the second account of this is from the Scottish Sun UK. This also came out this came out july seventeenth, twenty twenty. It says Scottish X Files kept secret by CIA released, including reported sighting of a UFO. And it begins it says Scottish X Files kept secret by the CIA have been released, including reporting of a UFO. A new report says evidence has emerged that the American Intelligence Agency may have been keeping tabs on Scotland. From political issues to the Cold War and activity in outer space, the declassified files are said to have been finally released by the CIA. And the daily records say that they include a sighting of a UFO back in the late 1950s goes on to say, here again, 186-page document lists UFO sightings across the world. This includes the mysterious case of Wingstown Shire from April 1957. The files show how three radar posts tracked a UFO which dove and circled at between 60,000 and 14,000 feet above Scottish soil. The close encounter was described by Wing Commander W.P. Whitworth, as we said before, is quite definitely this was no freak. It was an object of some substance and no mistake could have been made. They say the report concludes, on the basis of evidence in this report, NICAP has concluded that UFOs are real and that they appear to be intelligently controlled. As I said, this is a decision that the CIA apparently came to clear back in 1957, that UFOs were real and that they were intelligently controlled. Now at that point they were still assigning the notion that UFOs were extraterrestrial. And I have to wonder if they actually believe that or if that is uh, some of something there's putting that there's they're putting out there. I think most people I think the public in general could um, accept the idea That there were extraterrestrials from other planets who had been, you know, had come here from across the galaxy. Maybe they had found some way to achieve, you know, speeds greater than the speed of light. I think most people could absorb that story, that narrative, and somehow find a way to be comfortable with it. They might even find a way to be comfortable with the notion that, uh, as the Pope likes to say, these were space brothers and they were. Coming here to be baptized by the Pope, as ridiculous as that is, what I don't think that most people would be able to accept is, is that these things are far more complex than that. That these things are somehow uh, extra-dimensional, interdimensional, whatever you want to say. They come from a different place, a parallel universe. And the more the science explores this, the more it seems likely that they're that there's far more than, you know, one dimension or even one universe. And I really get the feeling that the CIA understands this because of all the other uh, types of paranormal research that they've done. Everything from the staring at goats things to their experiments with, uh, you know, uh, hallucinogenic drugs to their experiments with... um, Telepathy, uh, a whole range of things, a whole range of paranormal things that are that are a whole different chapter than simply trying to study aliens from another planet. But I think the CIA is, and the Deep State is is have been preparing for a long time a narrative to present to the world, the American people, whoever. That these sayings are extraterrestrial. Now they can tweak that narrative however they want to. Tell us, well, that they're good, they're bad, whatever. Whatever whatever fits the needs of the deep state. But whatever they're doing, it's very clear that they've known for 50, 60, 70 years that something's going on here. It's, It, it can't be... It, there's no... You, you cannot disprove the fact that the deep state and the CIA have known, number one, that UFOs, that the phenomena is real, okay, that it's not swamp gas, it's real, it's something. And number two, that it's one of a couple things. It's either, it's either some extraterrestrial traveler, some interdimensional traveler, or maybe even a time traveler. Whatever it is, they know it's real. The question is, is, How do they break it to the American people? And it seems like what they continually do up until about a year ago was they would just bury it, just like they did with this giant mothership with the four ships following it here in the U.K. back in 1957. (laughs) They told those radar operators to to take your headsets off. Turn your machines off. You're not going to want to see this. But one of them got through, and as soon as the first batch of guys saw this thing, they called the next batch of guys. And it didn't matter anyway, because not only did the military sight this thing on radar, but so did the local civilian operators. And as he pointed out in the article, the civilian operators were trained. So this thing had a mass sighting by credible witnesses. And even in the face of all this evidence, what did the CIA do? They just said, well, let's bury it. It's as if they bury it for no good reason. But now, but now here we are 60 years later, and this stuff has been seeping out. Some of it's been released for a little while, but it's set around in a box somewhere until somebody like Greenwald gets a hold of it and publishes it. But now that all this stuff is starting to bubble up to the surface, and a lot of these 50, 60, 70-year-old reports are being declassified, we start to see the CIA and the deep, chain, deep state change the narrative a little bit. We're starting to see, the, see them refer to this UFO phenomena as a threat. We're starting to see them fund government operations with the, with, with the name threat in them. Operations designed to assess the threats of these UFOs. So we can begin to see the narrative that the deep state's been feeding us all along change. And that's why you have to really question what's going on here. Because how do we trust somebody who's been keeping the truth from us for 70 years? That's the question we have to ask. And that's the question that's asked in this article. And I I think it's cases like these are so fascinating that even though they may have happened 50 or 60 years ago, we see the same story play out then as we do today. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.